Welcome to episode four. This is your host, Derek Chaser, where chasing the Walt Disney World Resort magic is a reality. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone has had a great week, and without further ado, let's start the show. Hey, I wanted to let everyone know we actually have a special guest today in the studio, the bacon to my eggs, the peanut butter to my jelly, the one and only Mindy Chaser. Mindy. Please tell the listeners about your love for Walt Disney World. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. Um, my love for Disney started probably more as an adult because I hadn't been there since I was in second grade. But when we took our son for the first time, that was what made me love it because he had so much fun and I enjoyed watching him have joy at the parks and enjoy the characters and ride the rides and everything so it pretty much is through our children that brings me joy for disney you know absolutely i think that uh, you know that's the wonderful thing about uh, walt disney world is um you know to watch the joy and and other people to see it in other people and uh, even for those uh, individuals listening that don't have children there's something magical there for everybody and that that's just what i think makes it a great community of uh, um, on people visiting Walt Disney World. So, uh, Mindy, this is a kind of you know free for all. Feel free at any point to interject, give your thoughts on what we're discussing um, as, as we move through the show today. Um, and then the first uh, the first item on this week's uh, Chasers Newsreel is um, the first story: a missed period of record expansion for Walt Disney World Resort. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge creates more than seven thousand jobs. For the local community. Um, the article starts off, the force is strong with the Central Florida community. As a cast member, um, the gentleman Thomas Smith that wrote this story, I've been waiting with anticipation and excitement for this amazing land to open since the day we announced. We are now just three short weeks away from the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World Resort. This groundbreaking expansion represents the largest single-themed land created in a Disney park, transporting guests to the planet of Batu and pushing the boundaries of innovation and creativity. Like any project of this scale, it took a village to bring it to life, contributing more than 7,000 jobs to the region since development began in 2016. Among these new jobs are 1,700 operational roles, including leadership positions, entertainment performers, attractions engineers, and food and beverage and merchandise hosts and hostesses. These ex exciting expansions offer our cast members new opportunities to expand their skills and grow their careers all across our resort. Additional jobs resulted from the support of both small and large Florida-based companies, creating over 5,500 local trade artisan and construction roles. Um, I think this is an absolutely awesome um, article. Anytime that jobs get created and give opportunities to uh, other people, it's extremely exciting. Um, I think it's going to be an immersive world. I know, Mindy, for you personally, I know that you didn't get a chance to grow up really watching the Star Wars films, but I think that with this new land that's going to be uh, opening, it's going to be so immersive that um, from what I've seen when it opened up out at uh, Disneyland, I think that it's going to be enjoyable for you know everyone to visit, regardless if they're a Star Wars fan or not. What do you think? Yes, I agree. I think it looks really just amazing actually you just walk in there and you feel like you're there even though i haven't to be honest watched even one star wars movie um i just i still think that i would like to see it i would like to experience it and for people that are star wars fans they're probably really going to go crazy over it yeah and you know and, and the big thing is with this is you've got uh in batu um, for those that might not be Star Wars fans, you've you've got uh, uh, the Resistance, which would be the good guys. You know, for those growing up with the series, um, the Empire, for all intended purposes, is now referred to as the First Order. So when you're walking around Batu, um, actually you'll see the stormtroopers and you'll see um, Kylo Ren, and it is now set in current day where where uh, they're currently at in the Star Wars uh, um, franchise. So you will see them walking around and they're members of the First Order. And throughout the land, there are those um, individuals, those cast members that are 
um, some of them acting as members of the resistance. And there's a lot of cool things that you're going to be able to do. Um, I know we talked on some of the other show, um, other episodes already about uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and everything that's coming with it. But uh, I just think that it's cool anytime that there's jobs that can be brought into any community. It, it's an exciting time. And Star Wars uh, um, Galaxy's Edge will be opening at Disney's Hollywood Studios on August the 29th. So uh, um, not too far away. It's very close. I can't wait to watch some live YouTube videos that people will have yeah, about yeah. it. It'll be neat to see. I, I mean, I agree. It's it's going to be exciting to say the least. Um, and then the second story that, that I came across this week that I wanted to talk about in the newsreel is... Um, it's a little bit of a financial, but there, I promise I'm not going to bore people. There's a reason why I'm doing this. The Walt Disney Company released its third quarter 2019 earnings report yesterday, showing an overall increase of income for the parks, experience, and product segment. Um, however, the increase, instead of coming from the domestic parks, it's not from the domestic parks this time. The increase was attributed to the performance of the consumer products businesses and Disneyland Paris. Operating income at the domestic parks saw a decrease oh. along with attendance. So in the domestic parks, those being Disneyland and Disney World, there was actually a decrease in, um, in actual um, operating income and attendance. And uh, um, you know, the president of, uh, um, of Disney and Commerce to Investors, Bob Iger, suggested that uh, he believes that uh, the, um, the decline in attendance was due to um, annual pass holders in Disneyland being blocked out during the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And at Walt Disney World, guests were delaying their visit visits until Star Wars Galaxy's Edge actually opens up. Uh, Mindy, we had a chance to go to Disney World uh, two times um, this summer. And then the first trip... I thought it was pretty normal crowds. I yes. thought it was, you know, pretty it busy, busy, standard. Um, yes. And this was um, about the middle of July when we first went. No, June. Or, or June. I'm sorry. Yes, thank you. <laughs> See, that's why she's on the podcast. Keep me straight, everybody. But uh, um, <laughs> uh, it was uh, June. Thank you. And um, then we were just back there recently. And when we went back recently, it was substantially less crowds and i do want to also mention that uh, the studio is actually in our house and we have three children um and if you hear any background noise that is what it is um we're trying our best to make sure that there isn't any noise that sneaks in but uh being parents uh there's only so much we can do so please uh please ignore any background noise that you might hear but getting back to the on what we're discussing um with uh, uh, the recent attendance, I thought that when we were just there, that the crowds were definitely down. Yes. And I know that a lot of people were like, there's going to be crazy crowds when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens up, so That's I'm going to delay a trip to 2020. I've heard a lot of buzz where people just were delaying their trips um, in hopes of beating the crowds. We were able to get a wonderful deal when we went back recently. I know I discussed that on one of the other podcasts, but I could tell a difference in, in the crowds mm -hmm. being down. Yeah, and normally I think June, the beginning of June might be less busy, and July is more busy. I'd agree with But that. for us, June was a little bit busier than what we anticipated, and then July was definitely less busy than it usually is, and as an added bonus, it wasn't nearly as hot. So that was kind of a plus, Yeah, too. it was. It was kind of crazy. It was comfortable. It was like, uh, you know, um, on, the, on our quick three-day trip, I mean, I want to say two out of the three days it was... It was in the 70s to start the day. Oh, yeah. Um, granted, it rains, nice. but yeah. it rains every day in yeah. the summer in Florida at Disney World. So, um, but I found it extremely um, interesting. And uh, however, they did say that uh, um, some of the um, in the domestic side they were able to curb it a little bit because there's higher ticket prices and there's an increase in food and beverage spending by the guests that are going. Well, wow. there's going to be an increase in the food and beverage if, you know, obviously they've raised the, the price on yeah. food and beverage. Um, so, but, you know, I think some of this, to be honest, is also, is also being done intentionally to try to keep crowd levels down because yeah. the, I, I think the last thing that even Disney World wants is to have people go to the parks and not have a good time because of overcrowding. Yes. Um, so, you know, I guess you got to kind of take this all with a little bit of a grain of salt. But for the, you know, 
it's normally the domestic parks and the resorts that uh, um, have uh, um, gains quarter after quarter, and that's just not the case. And I know they're banking very heavily on Star Wars, both on uh, the West Coast and the East Coast but with Disneyland and uh, Disney World. So um, it'll be interesting to see what it's like actually at Disney World because no one's being blocked out. I'm anxious to see how that goes. Will it be, you know, organized and, or will it be a bit more chaotic maybe? But it'll be interesting to see how many people are there. And because it sounds like a lot of people were even waiting till December when the next yeah. ride opens. That, so that's a great point um, that you brought up, Mindy, because um, that was also something that I've heard a lot of buzz about. Well, I don't want to go just for one attraction. Right. And Only then some people are even saying like, well, we might wait until next summer when it's less busy. So who knows? It might be a lot more busy than anybody realizes because everybody has the same idea. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So crowd levels might spike up dramatically in 2020. So, uh, you know, we will have to uh, definitely keep a pulse on it and, and wait and see approach. And we'll share it with the, the listeners as a, uh, as things start to yeah. develop. It's not going to stop me from going. I'll tell <laughs> no. you that right now. I'll no. just go to Magic Kingdom and Epcot, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And Animal Kingdom. You know, and, and so. I think it's going to be good for Hollywood Studios as well because they've been expanding that park for so long. You know, we've been going, you know, the, you know for the last 10 to 12 years that we've gone um, as adults um, to, to the Walt Disney World, um, Hollywood Studios has been just expanding, expanding, parts of the park closed. So I'm glad it's that really it's going to be, yes, I'm glad it's going to be totally open now again. Mm -hmm. You know, Toy Story Land last year was a big step in the right direction. And I think that they're onto something with Star Wars because, uh, it, you know, it's, it, it's a really, it's going to be an immersive experience and it's going to be exciting. Yes. Moving on to uh, this week's uh, Chasers tidbit. Um, this is something that, you know, one of the reasons too, I'm glad that Mindy was able to sit in this week. It's something that I'd like to get her perspective on as well. Um, one of the things that we want to do with the podcast is we want to be able to help first time uh, visitors to Walt Disney World. And we want to be able to share some of the knowledge that we have learned over time um, with, with the listeners. And uh, so the, the big tidbit today is going to be discussing uh, um, first trips to, to Walt Disney World and the recommendations that, uh, that we have that go along with that. Um, I've been wanting you to do this, so I'm yeah. glad that you asked me to join you for this one. Um, and uh, um, first and foremost, um, when we went on our first trip, we actually uh, booked with uh, AAA. We are members mm -hmm. of AAA here in Ohio. But I would highly recommend the first time that you go to Disney World, book directly with a travel agent or an outfit like a AAA. It, it, it's so um, daunting the first time to try to do this on your own. It's overwhelming. I mean, I just remember thinking, okay, where do we stay? And you know, and then there's fast passes, and which back then you didn't even book your fast passes ahead of time, That's so it was paper. more just yeah. like, where do you stay? And uh, meals like you have to you want to try to get reservations for the meals and we just did the meal plan because you're supposed to but now we're learning like ah for us maybe we don't do the meal plan so be nice to talk with someone who's knowledgeable about Disney either a Disney travel agent they have those and they they will help with no additional cost to you right there uh, so Disney pays good. them directly that's a great point Walt Disney World will so pay it's them worth directly. it you're not right. paying more that's right. to have their help right but you know it's just it's a win-win so I think you definitely want to make sure that you talk to somebody who knows about it just so it's not so overwhelming yeah and you know that's a you know solid uh, um, you know solid tip on that and we're not sponsored by uh, any travel agents but if you want some recommendations of some that we would uh, recommend, you know, please email wdwchasers at gmail.com. And Mindy and I would yes. be more than glad to uh, recommend some travel agents that um, we, 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 we would trust um, with your trip. But since we're not sponsored by any of them, um, I would prefer that we just get reached out to via email for recommendations on that. Yep. Um, changing gears a little bit. One of the biggest things that you're going to have to do when you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World is pick the time of year, the time of the year yes. that you're actually going to be visiting. And over the uh, you know the time that Mindy and I have been going, 
I really don't think that there's really a predominant season. You know, some people can argue this, but it's pretty much crowded the entire year anymore. Yeah. Um, and I just, uh, I think that really pick, pick the time of the year that works best for your family. Um, with our family, it's summers. Um, so summer has worked best um, for our family vacation. We would love to be able to go mm -hmm. um, in the fall and or in winter and we're going to make sure that we make that a priority to mix that in in the future but for our family um, like a lot of families I would wager um, summer is the best time for us and um, but there really isn't with all the shows that Walt Disney World's put in you know right now they're going to be kicking off uh, the Mickey's not so scary all the Halloween stuff is coming to the parks already in August there's really not there's really not a slow time anymore no there's not and we've just always gone in the summer because of my career and also we don't want to take the kids out of school but I would be tempted to try it you know during one of the special events just just because I think it would be really neat to see and you know in the winter time the weather it wouldn't be nearly as hot so that could be something else you know that we wouldn't even know what to do with ourselves but um, I think just just for perspective and just to see we've always done summer and you know, it's fine for us. It doesn't. It's, it right. works out well. The kids love to yeah. swim, so and you know, we hot, always take a break and go swim. But yeah, I mean, I think any time of the year. And I've heard a lot of people say January might be a good time. Right. It really slows down then. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe beginning of December would be good too because you get to see Christmas stuff, but you're not going to be so close to the busy Christmas right. time. Right. Sneak so. in for you know five, seven days before it gets really hectic. Um, and then after you find out, you know, you, you pick what time of the year you're going to be going, then one of the next uh, biggest things, in my opinion, is decide at what resort you would like to stay at. This is and, a big decision. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and for the purpose of what we're discussing, I am going to make the assumption for those listeners, and I would highly recommend this, and yes, I realize that there's an additional cost to it, but to stay on property. Yes. And, and we're going to go over why you're going to want to stay on property. Um, everything that we're going to be discussing will will kind of hopefully, I would I would wager even that uh, um, if, if, if the only way you can go is to stay off property, I totally yeah. get that. But um, if you can wait a little bit longer or try to save a little bit um, longer um, to stay on property, we would highly recommend that. It's definitely worth it. I think if you are someone who driving on busy you know roads makes you nervous then you may definitely want to consider staying on property because once you get off the plane or if you drive to Disney like once you're at your resort you are there and you can take busing which is free monorails if you're at one of the deluxe resorts and if you're at a value you can also do minivans that's not free but I think it's nice to not have to worry about how we're gonna get there you just get on a bus and you're there and that's gonna segue to something we're gonna be talking about soon we're gonna actually talk about all the forms of the transportation oh, okay. as well and um, but as far as this is kind of uh, you know Mindy please you know interject on this as well for a family I'm basing this I'm gonna talk about a family above five family of four single or whatever four people or more um, if you're gonna stay at the value category I would recommend pop century the moderate, I would definitely recommend French Quarter, and I'm going to kind of expand on French Quarter here in a minute. But you can only have four people or less. Right, right, four or less. Um, um, and then um, Polynesian, if you're going to be staying at a deluxe. And if you have a family of five or more, then my recommendations are going to change. I, for a family of five or more, I would recommend Art of Animation for the value yes. side. Um, Port Orleans Riverside for the moderate. Very much so. Um, and uh, Polynesian again for deluxe. I know I'm a little bit Poly is my favorite. biased towards the <laughs> Polynesian, but it's that resort is like it's a vacation within a vacation. It's it's a it's a very special uh, place. I think we'll do in the future. We'll do a, a full uh, full discussion about just the Polynesian um, as well, and I'll make sure that Mindy is in on that um, show when we do it. But. Um, that's reserved for a special yeah. vacation where you know you can go that's right you can splurge a little bit yeah I mean because obviously it, 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 it's it's quite pricey we're, we're talking upwards of over four hundred dollars a night yes um, but the French Quarter um, the reason why I would recommend that for parties of four or less for the first time 
is um, it's the smallest resort on property. There's only the one bus stop. It has the dedicated busing. Um, all the rooms are close to the amenities. It's all yes. close to where you're going to check in, where you're going to get your food. Um, I mentioned the one bus stop. Very quiet, very laid back. When um, Before um, uh, Mindy and I went out with our family and then my in-laws on a Disney cruise, we actually all stayed at um, uh, French Quarter. Uh, yes, that was very nice there. And, very you know, enjoyable. And, and real quick to back up a second too, um, all both the French Quarter and the and Riverside, their sister resorts, and the official title is Port Orleans French Quarter yes. or Port Orleans uh, Riverside. Um, I just always abbreviate them down, but um, French Quarter is just uh, it's it's, it's one of our it's quaint it's one it's definitely one of our uh, favorites. But for a first time visitor to the parks, I think you're gonna like it that it's not loud it's like sometimes the parks can be you can go back to a very quiet reserved place um with it being uh, themed um after new orleans um and uh it, it's really cool they've got beignets you can get yes that's at, uh, kids love that at the food court and i think it's a very solid food court yes. uh, sasagula um and then there's just so so many things about the french quarter as well uh, that we we've you know had quite a few meals over at Sasagula at the food court. Mindy and I have uh, um, uh, spent time with family, just uh, um, catching up on stories and having a couple of drinks at Scat Cats Club, yep. which is right in there. We even got and, to go uh, there at night one time. Yeah, and they had the live entertainment mm -hmm. at no cost. That I think yeah. that's a great point of bringing up too. A lot of times at the resorts, th there's not going to be a cost to the entertainment no. that that you could come across. And it was uh, two gentlemen. Two gentlemen at Scat Cats Club, and they were just taking recommendations from the crowd. A couple gentlemen on acoustic guitars, mm -hmm. and um, it, was it was it was a very fun setting. It's Scat Cats is not huge. I think that on the outside of the actual um, lounge, as well as the inside of the lounge, probably would you say what Mindy? Maybe 50, 75 people could maybe comfortably yeah, be around in small. that area. But that goes back to the quiet, laid back, yeah. quaint. Um, nostalgia of what you're going to get at uh, um, the French Quarter. And then also, um, one of the things that our kids absolutely loved was the pool. Yes. They have a wonderful splash pad area for the kids. Very nice. And then the pool area, um, it's really cool. They've got this uh, setup where there is um, alligators playing instruments in the pool. Like there's like statues of these mm -hmm. alligators. And then there's a huge um, serpent um water slide and it looks like it's king triton on, mm -hmm. on a, not not doesn't look like the king triton from uh, the little mermaid films but it's it's old school like you know uh, yes. new orleans king triton um and our kids absolutely loved it you want to talk a little bit about the pool i agree the slide looks big but no worries if you have little kids i mean our five-year-old daughter went down it with her life jacket on and and she loved it so and she's someone who has to have a life jacket to swim and she still enjoyed the slide. The boys, of course, loved it. And definitely with little ones, they have that little splash pad area where they can go. And that is just really fun for the little ones. So the one day, we just had a resort day, and we just hung out at the pool for several hours. Yeah, yeah. And, and one thing I want to mention, too, is if you are staying at uh, Riverside, you can use the pool over at French Quarter. Or if you're staying at French Quarter, you can use the pool at Riverside. With them yes. being sister resorts, they share the amenities yeah that's pretty neat if you need to change the scenery or you want to try something different then you can head over because riverside has a lot of neat things too so if you're staying at french quarter you can either do the walkway or the boat it's pretty it's pretty nice or yeah. even the bus they have like right. a little busing system and i'm not going to get into the menus or anything we'll save that for a future podcast but i just wanted to explain to everyone why i would recommend the french quarter for um, a first-time visitor and yes. uh, um, with that, we'll uh, move but on. Go can ahead. Can we Mindy. say anything about the value pop century? Not that yeah. we've stayed there, but yeah, go ahead. If, if French Quarter is a little too much, yeah, yeah, absolutely. If, if it's a little too expensive or pricey, then there's also there's nice value resorts, and a lot of people that I know they always stay at the value resorts and they yeah. love it. We've, so yeah, definitely yeah. don't count those out. Right, and we have friends that. Um, have like some of them have only stayed at the value resorts 
and um, you know um, some of our friends that up until recently um, they stayed at uh, Pop Century yeah. a handful of times and had and a, others and had will great, always stay yeah. at um, that's right. that's All Star Resorts and actually another good friend of mine with her family and they have six people she always stays at the art um what's it called all-star music family suite music because they got the the big family suite so yes. and they love that so definitely don't count out a value if you know right if and, that's what you right enjoy the, the biggest goal is to get on property yeah I, and uh um you know and depending on party size like you were mentioning mindy that's a that's definitely a, a big thing and and one of these trips we're definitely going to um, check out uh, some of the value resorts yeah. as well. I, and, and one of the shows will go over all the resorts we've stayed at. We've stayed at a lot of them. We um, have. So, but uh, it's uh, that. That's a great point. Um, just getting. They're all good. They're all. They're, they're all, all run by Disney cast yes. members. You're not going to go wrong. You're not going to regret. You're staying. in the Disney you, bubble. That's right. That's They'll right. treat you amazing, and you just it's it's just a great experience once you get there. Um, thank you, Mindy, for uh, you know bring, bringing up those points. They're they're very valid. And uh, going along with the theme of one of the other reasons that you're going to want to stay on property is uh, when you fly into Orlando Airport. I mean, some people could fly into Sanford, but most people are going to be flying into MCO Orlando Airport. If you're staying on property, that qualifies you um, to use the Magical Express. And what the Magical Express is, it is a really big bus that is going to take you from Orlando Airport directly to your your resort, which is absolutely awesome. And it's themed, you know, they, they got cartoons running in there. Um, and it, it's just it's just a great overall start um, to the vacation. And it takes you to and from. We, we, we joke, we call it the Tragical Express when you have to get on it to come back home yes. <laughs> and you have to leave the, the, Disney, uh, the Disney bubble. Um, I know a lot, of, a lot of the listeners probably have heard of that, the Tragical Express. Um, but uh, it really is a great option because it gets you to and from yep. the airport. You have no worries. And it's included in, in your cost. Yes. You're not going to be paying extra for this. It's included in, in the cost of staying at one of the resorts yep. on property. And we've also done it both ways where right. like it'll take your luggage. Like if yes. you get the yellow tags, they'll send you, Do you explain yellow that? tags. Yeah. Um, like certain airlines, even even when we flew Spirit, you get these yellow tags, you put it on your going, luggage, going there, going there, going there not yeah. coming back. Right. And then your luggage will be taken straight to the resort. So you don't have to stop at the airport and get your luggage. Um, so that's another thing that's really nice about taking the Magical Express is you don't have to worry about going to the luggage and getting it. Now this last time we had to, but it wasn't any big deal. And that was only because we planned it such a short notice trip. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, uh, it, it's just a really great um, start, to your, start to your trip. So that gets you to the resort and then once you're at the resort, that's where it opens up several different other um, forms of transportation that you're going to be able to uh, look at using. Um, all of the resorts have um, busing that is attached to it um, and uh, around the parks, the busing. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll start there with, with the actual buses, um, buses themselves. Um, every trip that we're on, we use the busing at some point. Yes, definitely. Uh, and, and I, I'm trying to, I apologize, I'm going to backtrack for one second. The Magical Express does accept gratuity to the driver. If you want to tip the driver, you don't have to. We always, for whatever it's worth, I always typically give the Magical Express driver um, $5 is what we typically uh, end up doing when we, uh, um, when we tip the driver. But any other bus driver at... Um, when you're using the regular buses in between the resorts, there is no, they don't accept gratuity. You're not allowed to You're not allowed it. to tip them. So um, I wanted, I didn't want people thinking, boy, every time I get on a bus, because when you're on the resort buses, you're on them constantly throughout your trip. You don't have to tip every single time that you are, that you are doing that. So um, the buses themselves, when, when it's going, uh, taking you back and forth, I find them to be pretty efficient. Yes. Um, Sometimes you have to wait, but you just have yeah. to be patient. And it depends on whether you're staying at a value, a moderate, or at a deluxe. 
on the moderates, there's there's four bus stops. Yes. On, on the actual moderates, because the moderates are very huge resorts, and on the values, there's typically only one bus I stop. Think, yeah. I believe two on, sure. on the values, and then the deluxes also have only the one um, the one um, bus stop themselves there too. So, but it takes you to and from the parks, um, and and usually I think the most wait is about twenty minutes. Right. I would say maybe a half an hour if you're at the park waiting to come back somewhere. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's uh, it, it's not terrible. Um, you know, the My Disney um, Experience app, um, which is, I would, everyone needs to get this. Yes, you need um, that. You, you really need it. You download the app on your smartphone. You can do, you can review all these things. In the My Disney Experience app, you can actually review the bus times. Yes, you can. At, at uh um, at the resort that you're staying at that way you can have an idea of when the next bus is gonna come and they're pretty accurate Yes uh, And they do have screens down there when you go down to the bus stops now where it'll right, say like right. 15 or you know a certain time for the you know Whatever park you're going to so that's kind of nice an idea they I, I do want to have a disclaimer um, out of courtesy these buses get extremely full. Yes. They actually have handrails on the buses um, where people have to hold on to um, the rails themselves or they also have those... those um, From the ceiling, you grab yeah. little like handle things. You grab like, you know, like a, 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 it's a black handle that you hold on to, like kind of like a subway. And, but they jam you, they, they fill them up. Yes. And, you know, if, you know, it's I, no I would, big deal I never, standing no, it's as, no a, big as deal a parent, standing you know, as a parent. let the kids sit down. But, yeah, I would always encourage everybody, um, you know, I realize that regardless of age, people have ailments, you might not be able to see what those ailments are, but if you are fit enough to stand up and there's a child standing, or if um, there's an elderly person, mm -hmm. we always try to... Um, make sure that we give those seats up to those that are in more need. And yes, it's 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 a booger after you've been walking through the parks all day, but it's kind of the honor system. Yeah. And here's the thing about the bus rides too. Make the most of it. You can actually talk to other families and make a friend on yeah. the way over to the parks. We've done that, We've done that quite a few times where strike up a conversation. It doesn't have to be, um, and then the time will go by faster that way too. Definitely. Uh, the next form of uh, transportation that we're going to be talking about is the monorail. And uh, the monorails are, um, you can monorail between uh, the Magic Kingdom and Epcot. And that is, is the loop that the monorails run through. And they also run through um, a handful of the deluxe resorts. Mm -hmm. um, if you're staying at the Polynesian, the uh, uh, monorail runs through the Polynesian. It runs through the Contemporary. It runs through the uh, Grand Floridian. And it also takes you to the Ticket and Transportation Center as well for those people that might be uh, driving from the uh, one of the resorts and they had brought a car down and they're actually staying there to go to one of those. You can park there and get into either Epcot or um, Magic, Kingdom. Magic Kingdom using the monorail. And what the monorail is, is it's kind of uh, call it the highway, the in, highway the in the sky. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, you know, they're dated now. I'm sure a lot of people have heard good things and bad things about them. Sometimes they unfortunately do break down, but there is a definite uh, nostalgia that goes with um, the monorails and they're quick. They, the get you to, they get you to and from where you're going in a very quick manner. Um, most of the time on the monorails, there is sometimes that you do have to stand. Most of the time you can sit yeah. when you're on the monorail and you're not in there. And, you know, As long as everything goes well with the monorail ride, you're not on there for an extended period of time. But uh, you can get literally from the Magic Kingdom if you're staying on one of the monorail resort, uh, staying at one of those resorts in a matter of minutes. Really fast. Um, and then get over to Epcot as well in a very uh, short amount of time. So they're a lot of fun. Um, but that, Definitely enjoy those. There's no cost to use those either. Right. And then you've got uh, um, the Skyliners, which are going to be opening soon in September. And the resorts that are going to be able to use the Skyliner are Art of Animation, Pop Century, uh, the Caribbean Beach. Caribbean Beach, and then the Riviera, which is going to be opening up as well. Um, and I might have missed another one in there, but those are going to be going um, between Epcot and Hollywood Studios. And that's going to be another really cool option that's not too far away. And then if you just need to um, 
get get somewhere quick um, from your resort or if you're leaving a theme park the other options and now this is the first one that's going to be the paid options is Disney has their own um, service called minivans and they are actually um, you can order them from the Lyft app yes it's through Lyft it's through Lyft and we use them all the time yes regular Uber drivers or regular regular Lyfts are going to be cheaper than the minivans however I do want to use the disclaimer that the minivans um, you're going to be picked up by a Disney cast member so you're yes. gonna I mean it's gonna be hundred percent safe I'm not saying that Lyft and Uber from regular drivers are not going to be safe but with the minivans you're guaranteed to have a cast member it's a great experience and and these are typically 25 30 bucks Mindy yeah. is what we've experienced 25 I feel right, like when we when we've used them they used to have a flat fee and now it is depending on where they're taking you um, on property but every the last three trips we've been on we use the minivans probably three to four times every trip yep and um, another cool thing if you take a minivan is around uh, the Disney World there is um, a couple speedways they will stop at a speedway if you want to pick up some water or other supplies to bring them back to mm -hmm. your resort um, they will do that for you and save uh, a little money save, that way. save save money that way because you could get things a lot cheaper at the speedway than what you're gonna get back at your resort and then also um, you know they, they play the music from your resort and they'll they, talk to and you, talk to you it's an enjoyable and some other experience. experience right yeah definitely but all of these options if you don't want to bring a car to Disney World and you do fly into Orlando Airport you can literally not have to worry about driving for your entire stay yep and they, everything's covered so I just wanted to spend a little bit of time and talk about transportation because I wanted to uh, put people at ease that it's taken care of for you definitely and then for first-time visitors as well um, I would be a huge huge advocate of getting the dining plan the first time you go and and the reason why I'm gonna say that the regular Disney dining plan the first time you go why I feel that it would be worth getting it is you're gonna have a lot of things scheduled and on your first trip it can be a little hectic you'll have more of an itinerary of what you're gonna do and to get but however to get the value of that dining plan to, to uh, make it worth your money you're gonna want to do character meals a buffets you definitely wanna if you're getting the dining plan it's not that it's saving you money per se but it's just that you've paid for your meals ahead of time so it's pretty cool that you you don't have to pay you've already paid but you do have to pay gratuity but in order to get the value of it you definitely want to get like buffets that are maybe a little more expensive or character meals um, so one table service option right. sit down meals will will be good and for the quick service pick some fancy stuff for your quick service meals pick fancy right um, meal options and with the regular Disney dining plan um, what that includes is and this is this is a great point as well there is no cost for guests that are two years and younger oh yeah so um, no cost for the dining plan no cost to stay at a resort that's true they'll give them a crib to stay in you know one of those uh, Oh shoot! It's been so long. Pack and, Pack and place since we've had to use one. Um, but uh, so three years and up, you're going to pay for the. You're going to have yes. to pay for the dining plan, and you're going to have to three years and up. They consider them a guest of the party. And for, for park tickets and everything else. Age yeah. ten. Yeah. Pay for the adult meal. Right. So, um, but what's included in the regular Disney dining plan is every day you're going to get one quick service meal, which um, there's quick services at the resorts and at the parks. Um, an example of one of the quick services would be like uh, Casey's on uh, in Magic Kingdom on Main Street USA. It's a hot dog place. One table service meal, which Mindy was talking about, are those buffets, um, and then two snacks or non-alcoholic drinks. And then um, also with the uh, these um, the adults, they can get an an alcoholic drink um, for. Um, that is included in here if you are of age to do that so um, and if and if you are an adult and you do like to occasionally have a drink that's another way because alcohol is extremely expensive at Disney World that's a way that you can save and, and make the Disney dining plan a little bit more worth it but you get it's a lot of food it, it really is a it lot is. of food that is included in it but if you're only going to be and this is you know Mindy interject here too um, if you're only going to visit Disney World one time 
some of these recommendations that I'm going to give, I'm not going to say that these are the best on property. By no means are some of these at all. However, they're part of memories. There's some magic that is to them. And, uh, um, you know, for a first time goer with families, I'd recommend going to Chef Mickey's, doing Ohana for breakfast, um, going to Garden Grill. Yes. And then one of the newest ones that is a new offering is they got the Storybook Dining, which has uh, Snow White, Dopey, Grumpy, and the Evil Queen. Highly recommend that one. And if you're traveling without children, I would recommend for a first-time goer going to dinner at Ohana. Amazing. Um, 50's Primetime Cafe. It's a really cool experience at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, be our guest for dinner um, to just experience how neat it is in the yes. inside of um you know uh bells and beasts castle and then um also at the contemporary the wave yes that's a hidden gem definitely and i do want to also mention that you can book dining 180 days out yes so and you don't even have to have your park tickets scheduled or your resort right. stay scheduled but if you're like yes i know we're gonna go in december and you want to start booking that dining in june before you have actually bart booked your park tickets you can still go ahead and book your dining and they do put a um they do require you to put a credit card um you have to um, make the reservation on a credit card it does not charge your credit card unless you do not show up for your reservation and i believe you, you can cancel, cancel at least 24 hours outside and if they do charge your card i've i've heard it's between 10 to 15 bucks um yeah. you know of of what you're going to get with, with a penalty so um be be smart about that but if you know start trying to get that dining done 180 mm -hmm. days out and i also want to take a step back if you go through a travel agent your first time they will take care of your dining too so let you can let them do that i think and they, they even maybe book yeah. your fast passes yeah and they book your fast passes too yep well, which which is cool. going to be the next thing we talk about is the fast passes but that's why we would recommend a travel agent because they'll take care of some of these tedious tasks i love doing this now that yeah. we're seasoned it's part of the fun for me planning a trip is to actually do all these and go through the process of doing them um but anyway um it's uh is definitely something 180 days out so what if you have your trip planned way in advance you can get a lot of these restaurants um taken care of absolutely um and then like i said some of these you might not get until you get closer to your trip too. Well, yeah, I mean, don't be um, don't be upset if you are trying to get a reservation and you can't get it. It won't make or break your trip. But also, if you keep checking closer to your trip, people will probably cancel those dining reservations if it doesn't work. Even like the day before, we have scored meals yeah. that we were like shocked to get. So, I mean, I, I feel confident you can get just about any meal you want. Um, if you just keep trying you just have to keep trying yeah definitely and uh, um, the next the next um, item I want to talk about for first-timers Mindy alluded to it a minute ago is booking fast passes um, what a fast pass actually is is it gives you a time to where you can uh, walk onto a ride there is a little bit of weight still not but not much. much but it basically reserves your spot at a ride so you can go into it and not have to wait and the standby queue and you get immediately on an attraction that you're trying to get on to um, and uh, if you're staying on property another huge thing it's 60 days out yes. when staying on property and some of the um, more uh, popular attractions they're gonna be booked out 60 days in yes, advance they are um, so you can get up at 7 a.m. Eastern 60 days out to book those once again though your travel agent will do this on your behalf um, and I would suggest for a first-timer to let them do that for you. But what Definitely. you're going to want, and you'll, have a, you'll make a game plan with your travel agent, but I would suggest you have a game plan because it's you're not going to be able to pick your fast passes unless you know, hey, on this date, I'm going to this park. Right. And what you can do is you can book three fast passes a day in advance um, at the park that you're going to you can't book fast passes at multiple parks no. you can only book them at the park you're going to however after you have used that third fast pass for the day you can get additional fast passes that are at the park you're currently at 
or another one of the parks. Um, so that fourth fast pass can be in the in the same park, or then that's when you can start picking fast passes at other parks. If you're going to do park hopper. If you're going to do the park hopper, which we'll talk about here um, shortly. Um, but um, have a game plan. Got to have a game plan when yes. it comes to the fast pass. And I would honestly say too, try to get those fast passes for the morning time. Um, you know, instead of spreading them out throughout the day, if you can try to get them in the morning. That way, as soon as your three are done, then you can get some other fast passes. Once we started doing yes. that, we were able yes. to get more fast passes that way. So Absolutely. I think that's pretty, pretty cool. And your travel agent, who's going to be seasoned, will, will explain the best way to go yes. about uh, getting your fourth, fifth, sixth fast yeah. passes as the day starts to progress. Um, next is for a first timer. I would, it, while it is a little bit more, I understand that. I would recommend if 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 it, the budget allows you to that you get the park hopper. I I agree. And what the park hopper is is you can visit multiple parks all in one day. Right. So you can jump between the parks and that's when I feel like you get if you're not going to bounce between parks though, don't pay for this. No. It, it would make no sense to pay for this option if you're not going to use it. Right. However, you know, um, we just like having the options. We open. love we we don't we don't stay in one park the whole day. That's how we, Disney, Yeah. <laughs> that's how we decide to do Walt Disney sometimes World. Sometimes we do, but. Uh, sometimes, but we, we bounce around so much. But at least the so option's much. there, you know. And then too, with some of these other, um, if there's a restaurant you're going to that is at one of the other theme parks. Right. You're not gonna go to that theme park, or you're not gonna go, they won't let you in just to the restaurant. You have to have admission to that theme right. park. So that's another way you could use the park hopper is if you want to go to multiple restaurants that are at the theme parks, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but even if you can't do that, uh, don't worry. Right. There are so many great um, restaurants that you can go to that are at the resorts. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would, you know, some people might or disagree. if you want to yeah. save money and even like if yeah. you're staying on Disney property and you want to save money by, let's say you're doing a five day trip and maybe you only want to do pay for the parks for four out of the five days, you can easily, easily have a resort day and you can go to the resorts. You can visit any resort, even if you're not staying there, any resort for free. So that's another um, entertainment option is going to the resorts or you can even go to Disney Springs right. and there's restaurants there there's too. There's a bunch of restaurants at so, Disney Springs and you don't park need- Park Hopper's not necessary. Yeah, and you don't need a, a ticket, to, a park ticket to do that, but- um, but it's, it's kind it's of nice. cool to be able to bounce around and you know your travel agent will be able to explain a little bit more about that but I would recommend it but I would only recommend it if you plan on going to multiple parks in one day definitely um, and then this is a, a lot of this is depending on how hot you know if it's summer what time of year you're going but even if it is a cooler part of the year and I know a lot of people like to hey I'm gonna I'm going to go when the park's open. I'm going to stay till they close. You can do that. But remember, this is also a vacation. There's supposed to be some relaxation that yes. is built into it. I understand if this is your only time you're ever going to get to go to Disney World, you're going to want to maximize your time. But um, at least for those out there that have children, I would highly, highly recommend taking breaks in the afternoon. It is necessary for the stress level. I feel like it will decrease your stress level. Even if you just go back and go to your room and just, you don't have to sleep. I mean, if it's summertime, you can swim, or if it's raining, you know, you can just go back to your room and relax. Or if you don't wanna take the bus all the way back to your room, you can take a break by simply visiting one of the monorail resorts, getting into the air conditioning, sitting down, and just having a little peace and quiet and relaxing. I think that is, that we did that the last time yeah and that's a great thing to do going back to the monorails if you're at epcot or magic kingdom you want to take a break you don't have to go back to your room i mean it, you know sometimes it's a lot of fun to get back to your room but depending on where you're staying it can be a chore to get yeah. on a bus 30 minutes to get there 30 minutes to get back and the reason i say 30 minutes is unless the bus is just magically waiting for you which right. doesn't always happen no. Um, there's going to be a little bit of downtime that's mixed into that. And depending on when, if you have a dinner reservation or whatever, you, you know. You might want to go back to the room yeah, and take a shower yeah. even though. Because so, if it's hot and you just want to kind of. Right. So, I mean, it's, but you can still get out of the heat. You can still get out of the parks 
and and go and see these other resorts that yeah. are on the monorail loop. It's another and, option. And they're gorgeous. And then besides that too, if you're at Magic Kingdom and it's not on the monorail loop, but you could take a boat, you could take a boat over um, and, and visit uh, um, Fort Wilderness. The that Fort is a Wilderness great place area. to take a break. You know, both Very both, both uh, you know, you know, the Fort Wilderness Lodge, and you know, it's 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 amazing. That's also a really beautiful nice, nice place. That uh, you know, Wilderness Lodge is, is gorgeous. Um, regardless if you're going, you know, um, it's it's just a, it's another amazing place. And, and you get a boat ride. Yes. You get to go on a boat, the kids too. Like that. So, I think that's so fun. There, there are some other, um, you know, resorts you can get to um, from either Epcot, you know, Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom. You're only going to really, you can't really go anywhere yeah. from there unless you're staying at Animal Kingdom, but uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge, but. That could be a place to take a break though. It's a good place to take a break and they got some uh, very good uh, eats over yeah. there as well, so. Um, and then the kind of the last thing that I wanted to mention, take time. Slow down. Slow, slow down. I know you're on vacation. I know you want to maximize your time, but there is something to be said about finding a bench you know, I'm not saying get roasted out in the sun if it's hot, but finding a place, you know, a cool place that's shaded under a tree. There are those places that you can uh, find and just listen to the music because there's music mm -hmm. coming everywhere. There's the atmosphere of I'm at Disney World and uh, it's just, just take a minute, slow down, make those memories. And here's the thing too, you will always remember your first trip. It is I mean, the best. Sometimes the trips, for me, there's always something I remember from every trip, but I can vividly remember almost to the detail everything that we did on our first trip. It was very Everything. Special. I can't say that about every trip I go back, but for the first trip, you remember, and that's when your memories are made, and that's going to be kind of your your uh, springboard yes. for, for where you go And I really forward. think, too, that is probably why our oldest son loves Disney so much. Right. He remembers everything about that first trip and he was only two and a half years old so people will say oh don't take them when they're young because they won't remember he remembers we look at the pictures oh i remember that mom you know i remember i wore that mickey hat every single day or i rode the barnstormer and you know he was only two and so it's just little things or the meal the meal the character meals so i really think special absolutely and to wrap up the first time uh, trip, I just wanted to also say, we, we've been talking about different segments and everything. With your travel agent, they will put a package together for yes. you. Your travel agent, if you want them to, they will do everything from booking your airfare or your driving mm -hmm. there. They will go over everything with you, but you know they will go over the transportation options. They'll go over the park ticket. You'll buy you're probably on a first time you're going to end up with one of these packages definitely yeah, if you're staying staying on property because um to get the dining plan you have to get the package that yeah. has the room and, right. and everything else into it so you know um we just scratched the surface on, on, on right. a first time but i wanted to kind of go through this you know, with, with mindy's uh, um, expertise as well and and share share that with the group and then that brings us to, um, with, with Mindy here today, I want to take advantage of this, um, spend just a few minutes, uh, this week's uh, uh, Chaser's Restaurant Review. Um, I want to speak about uh, Chef Mickey's a little bit. And while Chef Mickey's is, to me, it is not my favorite uh, character um, meal on property, there is something that is special ab about Chef Mickey's. Uh, and at Chef Mickey's, you're going to get to meet five characters. Um, the Fab Five is what they call them. Yep. And you're going to get a chance to meet uh, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, uh, Donald Duck, uh, Goofy, and Pluto. Yep. Are they going to be the five? Uh, and they're um, wearing little chef costumes. Yes. Which yes. is really cute. They're wearing uh, chef costumes. And um, Chef Mickey's is also one of the um, few uh, um, experiences where... You're going to be able to also have a brunch option that, that is built was, into it. I, that was my favorite. Is, we've done yeah. all, we've done breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner there, but the brunch is really, really great. And we've probably been there, Mindy. What'd you say? Maybe five, six times. I would say somewhere in that ballpark. 
Um, it's not a must-do for us anymore. Um, for a first-timer, though, I am recommending it. But it is a must-do for our kids. And it's a must-do for our kids. You are right. You're right. No, you're, no, you're right. Um, the hours, um, to give you an idea, is breakfast is served from 7 a.m. to 11.15 a.m. Brunch, um, which will give you both breakfast and the lunch option. Highly recommend Is 11.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. And then they serve dinner from 5 p.m. to 9.30 and this will set you back um the cheapest you're going to get off on this one is 35 bucks a person and it, and it ranges from 35 dollars for the kids to the kit for the kids all the way up to 59.99 for an adult um however this does only cost one of those table service credits on right. the disney dining plan one credit one credit um and then like mindy said you'll just have to pay for your gratuities or if you're there for um, dinner and you got a adult beverage, they'll charge you extra or specialty drink for the kids. Oh, but yeah. normally, you like you know your soft drinks, your juices, and whatnot. It's all going to be included, mm -hmm. um, and you'll just have to worry about the gratuities there. But like uh, Mindy said, they dress up in uh, their cooking outfits. The characters, it's cute. They, you know, chef, you know, Chef Mickey has on the chef hat. He has on the. Um, you know uh, the, the the chef garb if you will and they're all dressed up and one of the things that is kind of uh, neat about this is um, they do a little dance with the kids they have them like wave their napkins they around wave their the napkins they around and they the parade through the restaurant it's pretty fun and you kids know love it. it's very colorful it's very loud one of the cool things though too is this is at the contemporary so you can actually see the monorail mm -hmm. riding by while you're eating, which and is really cool. And it's a great cool. place if you wanted to take your break there, if you did the yes, lunch. Yes, That could be you your could little midday break. You could break. do your break. And uh, I affectionately, you know, Mindy, you can see the look right now. I affectionately call Chef Mickey's Chef 80s because, <laughs> because of the decor. I feel like, you know, I'm waiting for, for those that uh, are a little bit older, maybe listen to the podcast that remember Saved by the Bell. I'm always like waiting for like Zach Morris to come out with the brick phone and just be like, you know, hey, how's it going? You know, or Mario Lopez to come out of nowhere. But uh, that's probably why the kids love it. Yeah. Bright it's, it's colors. Bright and, yeah. Uh, and I'm an 80s I'm an 80s child so but it's just like you know I, I affectionately refer to it as chef 80s but uh, um, you're too funny and it's gonna be your typical fare for buffet um, it's uh, it and it's it, 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 I don't want to say the food is bad. I, I trust. I, I don't want to come across it's that good. way. I like it. Um, but you know, for breakfast, you can get you know such things as Mickey waffles, uh, biscuits, eggs, bacon, uh, different kinds of uh, um, seasonal vegetables. Um, sh chef selection where they're going to put out some kind of meat, like mm -hmm. you know ham or what. Lots of fruit. Yeah, and then you know later you can also get to, you know they'll have chicken out. They'll have some seafood options. You can get some salmon. Uh, they have the carving stations uh, where you can get like roast beef and whatnot. And then the kids also have their special area where you, they can get their standard stuff for the picky eaters: the chicken nuggets and the mac and cheese. They do got a really nice uh, um, dessert area. They do have the soft serve ice cream as well for the kids to make sundaes. Yes. So I mean, you get a lot of food, and you do get a really neat experience to where. Um, that you can get I would recommend also to a first timer it you can spend a lot of time meeting these characters in the park you get five, you get five time. at one time right. so that's gonna save time that's gonna maximize so you could take a break relax and I'm telling you by the amount of time you'd be able to eat here meet five meet these five characters get pictures and autographs you can't do that in any other park you no. would spend half a day going around meeting these five characters yeah. at the park you definitely would wait for sure. um but i i just feel that it is a, it's a great first time um experience that you can check out uh what are your final thoughts on chef mickey's mindy i just think it's fun the food is very basic, and I'm a picky eater, so for me, it's familiar. For the kids, our kids are not real adventurous eaters, so I know when we go to Chef Mickey's, we're paying a lot of money, and our kids will eat. And the cast members, if there's, if, if like, for instance, our daughter has a peanut allergy, they came over and they made sure she had food, safe food on her tray. Um, they brought her anything she wanted. What do you want? She wanted chicken nuggets and fries and mac and cheese. By golly, that's what they brought to her. So, and made sure that it was 100% safe. Um, and then one time we went there and had that magic where we had on our anniversary button. Yes, yes, and yes, the, yes. the cast member came over and gave us like a little cupcake and 
and took a picture and I thought that was pretty neat too. So I just, so, so it's you, got you, good memories so for me. Must, Maybe that's why so, I like it so, so much. So you, you agree, for, at least for first, I must do? I feel like every every three years, I feel like I need to go back okay. there just for memories. So um, that is uh, um, Chaser's Restaurant Review. And we are going in about an hour, so um, we have reached uh, the conclusion of the show. If you have any questions at all about anything that was discussed in today's show, um, please email Mindy and I at wdwchasers at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Mindy, for being on the show today. I really had fun. And uh, she will be a pretty frequent uh, um, uh, uh, guest on the show for sure. Um, thank you for listening to the show. And remember, whatever your dream is, don't be afraid to chase it. Until next time, Derek and Mindy Chaser, Chasing Away.